Welcome to Remodel Your Life. We are shining the light on women thriving in the trades and remodeling their life into something better. Join a female carpenter as she interviews women around the country about the incredible variety of careers and financial opportunities for women in construction and the skilled trades. And now, your host, Camille Finan. Welcome, everybody, to the show. Um, today, I've got an amazing guest, Chris Chrisman, who wrote Women's Work, one of my absolute all-time favorite books, uh, Stories from Pioneering Women Shaping Our Workforce. So, Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you, Camille. It's really great to be here. I don't think you said it was one of your all-time favorite books <laughs> until now, so now I'm coming in with a flushed face. And, and Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, it's really, it's, well, I'm an avid reader. Anybody that listens to the show knows I love books, but this is definitely a um, really, really great book. Um, and it's just, yeah, I just absolutely loved it. So um, if you don't mind, can I just read the back just a little? I think it really is a good intro to the book for everybody listening. Great. Um, yeah, so it says, Today, young girls are told they can be anything they want when they grow up. Yet the unique challenges that women face in the workforce, whether in the boardroom or the barnyard, have never been more publicly discussed and scrutinized. And um, I just love that. You basically cover probably all the things that I've been, you know, struggling with or dealing with myself for 30 years as a carpenter. So um, I just love the book. It's gorgeous, the photography, the whole thing. Um, can you kind of walk us through, you know, you're an award-winning photographer, you know, you've you photographed Sigourney Weaver and, you know, Richard Branson, like, how do you go from portrait photography to doing a book like this about such a timely topic? Uh it's it's a great question. Um, my career as a photographer, um, everything was was really rooted in my my upbringing. Um, I was I grew up about about 100 miles north of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in a, in a, outside in the country, outside of a town uh, called Titusville, PA, and um, we were we were pretty um, outdoor people. Um, and it was a we didn't it wasn't a, a uh, any sort of it wasn't a farm but but pretty close um and a lot of a lot of land management and a lot of um working on land working off land and so you know my, my mother was a dog groomer ran her own business um and and i helped her a lot and then also my father was a steel worker um when a lot of steel mills were were, were going away in the um in the mid 80s um and he was very involved in the union and and so I, it was very entrenched in a lot of a lot of that business, uh, seeing what was going on. And, and my first, very first personal project as a photographer was um, photographing former steel workers from, from that mill that, that my father worked at. So a lot of, you know, a lot of my interest comes out of curiosity to trade, curiosity to people, um, diversity in people. And, and, you know, this book as its own project was really starting from one encounter or just a mention of, of a woman, Heather Merrill Thomason, who's a butcher and just being curious because I think some of us 
make pictures in our heads of what something looks like, which is natural, but at times unfair and unreasonable. And, um, you know, I, I, I just loved the idea. I've got, I've got this former idea in my head of, uh, of a butcher as like this kind of mustachioed, uh, Italian guy, maybe the white T-shirt with the white robe that's kind of bloody standing outside of a, a storefront with hanging meat. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, it does. <laughs> so so that's just, you know, that's what we, you know, a specific idea about a butcher was had been projected to me my whole life. And so immediately when it was like, OK, this is a female butcher, I was like, oh, wow, I really want to meet this person and let's make a picture and let's recreate what that, you know, what that idea that's stuck in my head is. Hmm. And so, but how did you decide to focus on women? Like, this is a very ambitious project. So, you know, how did you go? Like, how many years had you been working as obviously a professional photographer? If you're doing celebrity photos, you're, you've been doing that craft for a while. So how did, how many years did you do that before you decided to do this book? Um, I, I, uh, first, I'll say, what do they say? First picked up a camera. Uh, I started uh, shooting as a college elective in my sophomore year uh, in 99. Um, Was working full time as a photographer at the end of 2005 um, and was have always been centrally, you know, center focused on uh, on people. But usually it's a, a relationship of people and spaces. So uh, environmental portraits or people working, people at their place is is really big for me. And, you know, I've always kind of uh, I'll get a project idea together and and try to try to execute and see where it goes. Um, Starting with this one off picture that I wanted to make with Heather, the butcher, um, we just had great conversations about her experience. Hmm. And I felt um, I felt that there was something there with a project like this. And, And we we wanted to go, this is before the book, right? This mm-hmm. is just the, the photography project. It was, Hey, I want to meet a blank and literally fill in a career and fill in a job, a profession. And, uh, that was again, the curiosity. And some of them were like, Hey, I've always wanted to go on a shrimp boat. <laughs> so like, let's find, let's find right. a female, uh, uh, shrimp fisher. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but we didn't find that. We found uh, a lobster fisher, uh, a lobster fisherman, and that's a longer story. That's Sadie Samuels. Mm-hmm. We had we actually had that out of like, so do you are you a fisherwoman? Or are you a fisher? Or are you a fisherman? And she was adamant that she was a fisherman. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Sidebar. Hmm. There's more to that story with her. She's incredible. And our shoot day was 16 hours with video and stills. And the whole time she didn't know it, she had appendicitis. Oh, wow. <laughs> we're, we're whining. Yeah. Uh, so my, she's my, tough my, as nails. She was incredible. And, and, and yeah, um, I didn't get seasick or anything, but mm-hmm. she was working the entire day pulling pots. Wow. And we're shooting and doing video and trying to interview and she'd never done really much any of that. And she was just rock star. So sorry. No, I love the sidebar. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. So you started with Heather, you got sort yeah. of a tiny inkling of like a thread and you kind of kept pulling that. And so, yeah. and so at what point did you go, Oh wow, I'm going to do like, I'm not even sure how many women are in this book. Is there like 30? Oh no, there's there's more than that. I think oh. we're at fifty fifty six. Right. Uh, so how did you decide to go from that and then really make it about 
this whole like changing front of women in these very non-traditional um, careers? Like how to, cause that's different than just photography, right? Like you're really, yeah. this is like a movement, this book. <laughs> so yeah. how did you get to that point? Um, it was a, it became a project, right? So, so photography projects to me, like a, it's a, it's like an art body of work, right? If you're going to have a show or something like that, which I don't do a lot of shows so much, but, um, uh, we wanted to make, I wanted to make a body of work, um, that was, you know, 12, 16, uh, women. And, and once we got around that point, um, we, we packaged the whole, uh, and, and kind of sent that around really in our own industry mm-hmm. in commercial photography. And, um, we have, there's one specific blog in our industry called a photo editor that, that featured the project, which was, was great. Um, that, uh, then got picked up by a really important design blog and that started the viral cycle. Hmm. Um, so, so it started getting, uh, like, uh, now this, and like mm-hmm. a ton of big media, a ton of uh, kind of social only media. I think we had articles in 17 countries for the project. Wow. And uh, the timing of the release, I think, was, you know how that goes. Like it's it's there's news cycles for different things, which, you know, the last four months. This is June mm-hmm. 25th right now. Uh, the last four months is uh, a coronavirus news cycle. Right. Um, but uh, the the news cycle was, it was right after the election 2016 when, um, when it really picked up. And so the timing was, uh, strong for that. Uh, and then it, it had kind of a crazy fueling itself run for about, uh, I would say four months. And, um, in that process, uh, a couple of book agents a- approached me. Um, I decided to sign uh, with a literary agent um, and start the process of trying to make it into a book. Hmm. Yeah, and you went with Simon and Schuster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Couldn't be any better. So, um, and so, how did it grow from the sixteen to the fifty? Like, how? What was the, you know, what was sort of the selection process, and how did you figure out the overall scope of the book? Because it's not just it's not a picture book. It's it's like a movement, right? Like each story yep. is about this sort of evolving um, new workforce that's that's there, that's been there kind of underneath mm-hmm. the surface this whole time, right? We've always been here, but yeah. very few people give us the recognition of it. So how, where was that? Was that sort of with your editor? Like who kind of came up with this idea of making it about women changing the workforce in a very modern way? Yeah, I, I think from the get-go, um, when it was just a project, we wanted, we wanted diversity in trades and professions. We wanted diversity in every way, really beyond that, um, demographic diversity as well. And, um, that was important to the publisher as well. And, and, and to me. And so, you know, there was, there was some of like, we, we knew we needed to triple the, the body of work or quadruple the body of work. We were shooting for somewhere between 50 and 60 profiles of women. And, um, you know, there were a few that like were, were some, Hey, let's shoot for the stars, uh, for this person. that I'm a big fan of others of like, let's just, let's go sideways and try this. Um, overall on the first project, we were a little more blue collar, um, which I will say, uh, in my opinion and, and my sample size of photographing like 10,000 people, um, blue collar jobs photograph a lot better than mm-hmm. white collar jobs. 
Um, yeah. I think it's interesting, like now in particular, um, in this time when remote work for, for a lot of jobs is becoming a thing, like blue collar was always remote, right? You're, mm-hmm. all, you're like, you're, you're <laughs> in different ways, but, but the homework kind of thing, like it's, it's a different, uh, perspective for, for how it photographs, but, um, I, I digress. So, um, on the whole, you know, I, I knew I needed to shoot a lot of new people, but I also had a pretty strong catalog of incredible women that would be great opportunities or, or, or be great representatives um, for the whole of the book. So I was using a little bit of my catalog. I, I had up to that point, I guess that was 16, 17, when we really started to dig in. Um, I had shot a lot of magazine work and some diverse magazines. So like uh, Field and Stream, I worked for for a long time. Um, and then also uh, Wired magazine, the British Wired, I'd done a ton of projects. So like that's kind of two spectrums. Mm-hmm. And, and there were some just incredible people from those um, working with AARP over the years, um, had some really am- amazing people. And, you know, again, we were just trying to, to show so many um niches of the of the whole and represent this like almost create this body of of people that could just uh move the whole world forward right <laughs> you know it, you know what i i'm not sure what we're really uh, missing I'd, I'd love to love to hear um but ca- you know if, if you break it down to tr- uh, profession category categories i think we covered it pretty awesome so yeah no you absolutely did i've got we're going to talk about some of my favorites but they're all just they're all just incredible, incredibly inspiring. Um, so can you kind of like take us through like what it's like actually, you know, filming slash interviewing slash photographing someone over, you know, like how long are most of the shoots? Like, how are you sort of do like, what's the process of doing that? And how long does that generally take? Yeah. You know, it's case specific for sure. Right. So, um, like Heather was the first, I had a really clear vision for the picture I wanted to make. Um, and it was a lot of like, kind of resetting of uh, a meat locker. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, that was that I actually did a scout with, you know, with a camera, go on and, and see it through my lens, figure out exactly what we're going to do. And then you, then you do it and you keep, you rework the scene and rework the space. So, so at times, like on a normal job for our com- in our commercial world, that's like an advertising project with a budget. We have everybody has their role, right? So, so we've got an art department that you know you've got set build, you've got props, you've got um, wardrobe, um, then you've got other hair and makeup stylists. You might have animals, so you need uh, animal wranglers and trainers, and you know just <laughs> so many different roles. Uh, but in this, you know, on a project that is a little smaller like this, I have to wear a few more hats. So it would be myself. Generally, myself, one assistant, maybe uh, a producer, right? Mm-hmm. So it was important when we did the book. Yet yeah, we needed funding because we're gonna we're gonna run around all over the country mm-hmm. and and do these. Um, but also that I didn't want to because the core of our business is important to a number of people and families, and so I didn't want to damage that to 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 build the book. So we we brought on a producer specifically for the book. Um, she was responsible for the majority of the communications and lining up and a lot of the interviews, um, mm. and and really did an incredible job. But um, yeah, on any given shoot, there were some where like we come in, we say hi. I decide on the spot what pictures are we're going to make. Maybe we make two or three options, and then we only have 15 or 20 w- minutes with uh, any one of the women. Mm-hmm. And on others, we had, like, you know, with Heather's shoot, we pretty much 
chatted and talked through the picture and talked through her life and our, my experience and her experience for a whole day. Those are incredible when you have a whole day on a shoot. Like it's really exploring the space, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, but others, you know, and, and there was a couple where we did some video vignettes um, that I really like and happy to share those with you hmm. that we even took a day and a half or two days. Um, and others were, you know, it was based on timing. Mm -hmm. Like Julie, uh, Julie, who's uh, the veterinary pathologist, like they were working on uh, what's I'm going to screw this up. They were working on uh, the they were working on a cow, but it's it's not a dissection, but it's you can kind of see it. in the Yeah, book. you can see it. <laughs> it's, yes. a, it's a very uh, it's a very dicey picture. <laughs> It is. It's one of my but favorite it's pictures. Beautiful. I've ever made. Yeah, it's yeah. it's gorgeous, but there's there's a lot of blood. There is a lot of blood. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. The, I mean there there are a couple uh there are a couple the, animals in this, um, in different states. But um on the whole, you know, when I could take the time and have a whole day, it was great. Especially if the space or the opportunity like that one I was just referencing mm -hmm. are, are there. I'm gonna, you know, wanna design the space and I'm gonna want to like really collaborate with who, whoever I'm working with to, to make the moment and make the whole, the picture together that they feel like is, you know, there's this balance between, is this representative? Is this a portrait, a complex portrait of you that you get behind? Like that mm -hmm. was like a, uh, absolute pillar of this. Like I didn't want to make a, a, a really more conceptual picture if they didn't love it. Right. So yeah. like, for example, um, like the money makers, the, the stunt women, mm -hmm. I mean, they, we were doing, we had a space where they train and that was going to be meh to me and them kind of too. And I, I pitched the idea of this, like, we'll recreate a movie scene. We'll yep. have the two of you doing, th you know, hanging off a building. And it was totally great. I love that. Um, yeah. well, that was going to be, that was kind of going to be one of my, um, one of the things I really loved about it was that I think often women are not portrayed in ways that I feel look like how I see myself. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like every single, every single one of these, I felt like I really saw who she was in her awesome. profession, in her identity. Like it was in ways that you just don't get to see in real life. Right. It's like a dressed up baby doll version or a sexy version or a, or a ridiculously masculine version or like, it's just not real. It's not how we see ourselves. And mm. so I feel like every single one of these is like a feature that really, I, that's why, I mean, it's another reason I loved it was like, it really captured women in these very non-traditional, very physical roles a lot of times. Right. Yeah. And it, you can see the pride in what they do. You can see how excited they are. Even if they're not even smiling, you can see they love what they do. Like it comes out in their face. And yeah. so that I loved, right? So I think you just like totally hit that on the <laughs> nail on the head, awesome. uh, which you obviously probably know. But um, that I feel like that really got communicated in each of the pictures. And I, maybe that's why it feels so powerful, because I don't usually get to see reflections of that, um, you know, in movies and magazines. Like, it's just, it doesn't feel real to me, like how I see myself. Um, so, so I was a little curious, did you so you said your producer kind of helped do the interviews because I was thinking it seems like it would be very difficult to get someone to be this vulnerable and this open as they are in the actual interview. They're like, they're almost like memoirs, right? Yes. 
when you only have a short amount of time with them and you're a man, right? And they don't necessarily know how awesome you are, (laughs) right? And so they're kind of used to being judged all the time. So I was kind of wondering, like, how did you, I was thinking maybe you wrote the, maybe did the interview first and then the photograph. So they were more relaxed. I wasn't quite sure logistically, like how you got such a good representation of them and them being so comfortable with you. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, it was, there were a lot, like usually it was the, the photograph and that, that experience of the shoot, which is conversational throughout. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, and then the interview and the idea of, um, I will say there was debate early about the interviews. Um, there was uh, an incredible writer who helped with the initial pitch interviews, uh, Caroline Tiger. She was so critical <laughs> to the pitch. But mm-hmm. um, then uh, to do the whole of the book with all the interviews, she has she's a rock star uh, in her own right with her own career. And she was really just um, doing a freelance thing for me. But we, we brought on uh, Noelle Patani and I felt just her uh and maybe you'll find some things about her and her uh experience and her point of view but she just seemed like the right dynamic of support of the project early but also um has has lived through you know and and open uh and living through a lot of complex uh personal history and i felt she was the right person because this is this book is not about me right mm-hmm. um and, I actively tried to have as few words of my voice in this book as possible. Um, and, and the idea there, like letting the women share as much as they want to, it it, it could be a, you know, stick to the questions or others where we, you've read it. Mm -hmm. There, There are people opening up in a way that they never, you know, they use this as, um, they're an opportunity to, to tell a special story or a bigger story or, you know, something very personal. And, and to be honest, yeah. I mean, if we had shot for a whole day and then did the interview the next day, I don't know if mm-hmm. I, we would have gotten the same information and I totally res- respect that. That's, that's all good. Um, and, and I'm happy. I'm in hindsight, incredibly happy we did, especially look, you know, when I go back and I'll read a particular story and forget about this one thing that was said. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Nice. So just on a side note, <laughs> a little sidebar as a, as a, you know, an award winning, award winning photographer, how do you get people to be comfortable in front of you? What's a little trick that you do when you first walk in with a camera? I hate being photographed myself. So what's a little trick that you do to get a, a more vulnerable or more accurate picture of someone? Um, I, I, I like that. Um, try to communicate <laughs> honestly as, as much as possible going into it about expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people we, that I photograph, um, it might be like the, the first experience like that they've ever had and others, you know, uh, like a, <laughs> Sigourney Weaver, maybe she's been photographed more than I photograph people, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, so, so just trying to communicate and listen. Uh, and be open to where anyone is on that particular day in this experience, because it is a, it's a pretty significant collaboration and, and a lot of uh, me directing, but knowing that we're building something together. Um, I think on that, that like comfort level, you know, I try not to do too many shoots anymore of something that I'm not really, 
interested in and I and I tend to be interested in a lot of things like I you know again I grew up in the in the woods and a lot of farming and a lot of trees and a lot of planting and gardening and veg you know that kind of stuff but at the same time you know I, I my degrees environmental studies with a concentration in photography don't don't tell me how that worked out and <laughs> But anthropology too, you know, and, 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 mm -hmm. you know, I, I grew up in the woods, but really wanted to move to a city. That's why I, I decided to go to school in Philadelphia. So like, I'm, I'm curious and I'm interested in so many things. And like, right off the bat with every single person, I'm curious and I'm talking, I want to know mm -hmm. their experience. I want to know what they do. I want to know and, and understand where they're at. So usually that, that like me authentically giving a uh, care about mm -hmm. it. Um, it, it probably comes through in a way that I, I probably don't even have my head around. Yeah. You're well, you're empathizing with who they are. Like you're getting, mm -hmm. you want to know who they actually really are. So Absolutely. yeah, well, that's great. Well, I just, yeah, I was just curious, <laughs> like in general, yeah. um, let's talk a couple, let's talk a little bit about the actual, some of the specific women in the book and, um, listeners, there's like a huge range of women and very non-traditional you know, very typically male dominated fields. Um, I'm going to kind of talk about a couple of my favorites and I'm going to ask Chris to share maybe some of his, but I mean, there's, there's an oyster farmer, there's a cowgirl, a, an engineer, a blacksmith, a pilot, a woodworker. I mean, a stunt woman, it just goes on and on and on of these incredible women. So, um, I, so I'm just going to share a couple of them and sort of see what your reaction was, but I really loved, um, Abingdon Mullen. She is a pilot who basically started kind of her own company. Um, I just loved her, you know, she's clearly a young woman, but she's very fierce about what she does. And oh. I just loved her, her just fearlessness sort of to get into a field that, you know, once I read her her sort of memoir, like I myself did not realize how big of a career being a pilot was, right? Just the yeah. variety within that. So what was it kind of like? I love her photo too. I just love it with the, she's got a gold sparkly jacket on in front yeah. of her Learjet, I think it is. Um, what it? What was that like with her? You know, Abingdon was pretty incredible. Um, I'm, I'm a fan for life. Uh, <laughs> we Our shoot was... Um, we, we wanted – what I was hoping for was uh, a plane, something that she would fly, uh, and, and ideally on a, on a tarmac. Like, mm -hmm. that's – you know, it, yeah. it, uh, that's not easy to, to do unless you're going to a tiny airport. Oh, um, she, right, because there's yeah. always planes flying in and out. Yeah. So um, going into it, we, we, we were a little concerned. We're, we're pretty um, – we produce a lot of our projects, big and small, and so we're, it's a lot of like risk analysis on the mm -hmm. whole, and making sure we're we're asking first and and all the right insurances. And so we we show up early early on the morning of the shoot. Everything was supposed to be good. We were going in through like essentially like a a private jet little uh, depot area that then is connected to the whole of the airport, right? So. Mm -hmm. And and supposedly everything was fine, <laughs> and we're shooting for I mean twenty minutes, and then in rolls an SUV with with this mm -hmm. guy just chirping and and mm -hmm. like so much we had done wrong and oh just yeah and uh, I loved how she, I, I think she knew him kind of almost distantly but 
just me processing that, like, oh my gosh, what do we do? Here it goes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, some, some, probably some history and baggage there, but like her processing that, like just almost an eye roll to the whole of it and knowing like navigating the hierarchy that didn't really exist. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She looks like, like a cool cum- cucumber for how, how young she is. I, I can't quite tell how young she is, but I mean, she's not 50. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. No, she's, she's incredible. I mean, the, it's packed with like, you know, I, again, it goes back to curiosity. Like, I, there half of the careers in here, I never considered them. Yeah, me neither. I was like reading her entire story and I was like, oh my God, I want to do that. I want to do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I want to do that when I grow up. Um, and, and I really loved the two just composition wise. Like, I loved the angle, the sideways version of her. Yeah. Looking forward is such an interesting angle. And then just her dead on into the camera with that huge plane behind her. Oh my God. It's like, it's so cute and kind of whimsical and um, it's great. Like I loved it. Um, Another one that I really loved was Lisa Calvo, who is an oyster farmer, which again, something I would have never thought of. Um, But I just loved her whole, like her whole entire story and just that last, um, that spread with, you know, that's a two pager and just the colors that like teal green or like watercolor green that's throughout the entire, you know, photo. Yeah. It's just, it's just awesome. Like I just loved that photo. How long, how hard was it to get that photo set up? That, um, the big one. <laughs> it was soggy. Um, it was, uh, you know, that, that was magical. That mm-hmm. one, um, we, we drove in uh, while the sun was rising and we're in these bays and in South Jersey and just like the color that it felt like what you see, um, wow. the birds, the magic of it. Mm-hmm. And like, again, the experience and then learning the particulars, like everyone in your job has this particular minutia, your day that is like, so locally specific to what you've got going on and mm-hmm. those details of of like water temperature and some of the um like fungus and 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 different uh, bio predators for the oysters like learning about that and that like that normal like oh we got these things again like back like for me right now uh in pennsylvania we've got like we've got our all of our <laughs> crazy where are we now uh photography things and then at the same time um my wife is um, running a, a reno- really amazing renovation project on a property down the road and, and I'm milling the tree and like at the same time <laughs> we're trying to do all this landscaping and we've got this like spotted lanternfly thing. Hmm. Do you know about th- You heard I, about this? No. <laughs> okay. Well, this isn't about spotted lanternflies, but it's that kind of minutia that everybody has that yeah. is so, so cool. Like mm-hmm. you see the whole. It's textural. You- like oh, you just yeah. see her life. Like yeah. I imagine her doing that like right now in the morning, right? And like I get it. I get what she why she loves it. There's like a pride in her face and just yeah. yeah, and there's and all the women in the background, they're all women, right? Yep. Like I didn't even notice that in the beginning. Yep. So um I loved that. Just it's just a gorgeous photo. Um another one that I loved that was kind of interesting was um Damianti Gupta, who's a you know, she was born in nineteen forty-two. She's an engineer, she's Indian. And, um, I loved her story of like, she's the first female engineer employed by the Ford Motor Company and how she, you know, just her story of how she came across the biography of Henry Ford, which I did too, when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And then she used that to go like, oh, I want to go work for that company. (laughs) And she did, right? Like her whole entire story, like, how did that come to be? 
Um, that's an interesting one. So, so um, Tamianti, uh, I believe she's a mother of three mm-hmm. boys um, and uh, some prominent boys. We'll get back to that. But um, one of her sons is, is very close with a relative of mine. And, mm. and he, uh, Mike DiClaudio, uh, stepbrother-in-law. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, brother-in-law. I get that mixed up. But anyhow, we're family. And he's incredible. And he uh, int- made the introduction. And she was really excited about it. There's there's a quote in this uh, of hers. Um, I don't know if you saw this one. Mm. Um, it was... Uh, <laughs> She, she says, I'm going to read this really quick. Yeah. I, I remember once going to visit one assembly plant to check on some parts to see if they had been installed properly. At the plant, one blue-collar worker came to me and asked where I was from. I replied that I was born in India. He told me to go back to my country. I said, I am in my country. So he said, then go to your kitchen. <laughs> I replied, this is my kitchen. <laughs> it's like my favorite quote in the entire book. Oh, I love it. She's like, yeah, I made all the stuff that you're putting in that car. <laughs> like yeah. I designed all that stuff. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. And, and, and um, yeah, incredible mother, incredible uh, d- engineer slash designer. Um, and uh, it was such an honor to work with her. Her, her one of her, I, I keep saying mother and sons, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Oh, oh my God. I love him. <laughs> Yeah, he's great. Wow. Okay. Well, that's that's another another sidebar. Um, so those are, I mean, there's so many that I absolutely love in here. But what's like, what's kind of one that stands out to you that was really, you know, especially meaningful to you? Besides my mother? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Besides uh, her. There, there is. There are so many. Um, I think, like on the experience level. Um, you know, Sadie's shoot, which we talked about a little bit earlier, was really good. You know, Natalie's story um, works in Philadelphia on sports radio. Like, like mm-hmm. process that. Like, and 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 her her sharing her story was really incredible. Um, Julie's presence on the shoot, the veterinary pathologist, was like crazy. And and us, me particularly, just not her me and my crew just being babies with the smell. <laughs> and uh, the, I just will never forget that because it's just ingrained. Um, Neri Oxman, uh, who's like a, has four different titles next to her name. Incredible. Um, you know, it goes on. Mira Nakashima um, mm-hmm. is one. She, she actually lives um, in New Hope, Pennsylvania. It's not too far from where we're at. But um, my wife as a designer and um she she really uh we met in around 2005 uh 2006 and um she really uh is an artist as well and she introduced me to a lot of different other fields of design and really shaped my my taste level and a lot of things but in the process um the 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 nakashima woodworking i was introduced to then um and and mira's work as well as the work of her father and the complexity of that story is really amazing but being in these spaces that were theirs um Mm -hmm. was just like a dream opportunity and spending the personal time uh with her was was so cool as as a carpenter I think you would really appreciate their stores of these slabs and huge yes. pieces of that go on for miles of like hand selected special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved yeah. this photo of it's basically, you know, listeners when you buy the book and I highly recommend you do. <laughs> um, it's basically like, uh, you know, hundreds of slabs of wood that basically they almost look like people. The, the composition of the photo is so beautiful. Like, 
each slab almost looks like a person standing there, right? Like the individuality to me. And it looks very holy. Like it has like a, a little bit of an ethereal. This might be because I'm a carpenter. You're like, well, that's saying a lot, (laughs) but it's a beautiful photo. And just, you know, to see her, you know, this petite older woman, who's a woodworker standing there getting ready to like select a huge slab. And it's what five and a half feet taller than her. I mean, these actually look Mm -hmm. like these look like almost 12 foot tall slabs yeah. and it's just, it's just gorgeous, right? They're huge. And, um, it's just a beautiful, yeah, it's just a beautiful, um, there's like a reverence to this photo to me. So yeah, you did yeah. a good job. Thank you. <laughs> that, that, the one with the, like the raw wood, but that yes. was the picture for me. I, I, I like the other one as a profile for her. Um, but that just that space. And that's that thing I was saying about the people in the spaces and, and, and the, the kind of dance between the two of them is really important to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I could honestly like tell you a story about how uh, I was influenced through the process and the experience with almost every shoot here. Yeah. Like, I mean, one more um, with Mia Anstein, like her, the relationship with her daughter. Like, that was originally a field and stream shoot. And it was actually the second field and stream cover featuring a woman, I think, ever. Um, but anyhow, um, it was... Uh, just so cool like seeing the the mentorship mixed with the mothering and um it was a dynamic as i I grew up as an only child i was very much um my parents are still together and and um doing great but the you know i I spent a lot of time with my mom and and a a little bit of time with my dad when i was really young and then as we got as i got older the relationship grew significantly with my father but um on the whole, just seeing their dynamic was, was influential to me for sure. Um, really special and a good story to read. Um, yeah, there's so many, I mean, so many, yeah, yeah. so many. Well, I mean, I could literally talk to you all day, (laughs) but, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, I know you have other stuff to do, but I wanted to sort of just, um, highlight just one more person, Carla Hall, who was a blacksmith, a young woman blacksmith. She has her own, you know, I guess metallurgy, design company, Mm -hmm. whatever you'd call that. And I just wanted to um, read, I loved her story as well, and um, read a tiny bit of, of the, you know, part of her sort of story. And she says, my advice to young women interested in blacksmithing or anything is to follow your heart and find what works for you. Don't let other people discourage you from something you find exciting, especially when it feeds your soul, making things, being creative, sharing ideas, taking risks, are all a great part of being alive, regardless of your gender, the color of your skin, your culture, how much money your family has or doesn't have. Happy hammering. (laughs) So I just loved um, that whole thing. And I think you guys have just done a beautiful job of, you know, really capturing something that's, I think, actually really going on right now in um, with women and really changing the workforce and specifically women doing very physical work that I think a lot of times... I think a lot of times everybody, not just men, right? All kinds of people feel that women don't, they don't realize how much we love it, right? We actually really love the physicality. So I think it's a, um, a really unique way of, I feel like it's, it's elevated blue collar work and it's elevated it to what we've always felt it is, um, you know, physical and mental challenging, problem solving, creative, like all those are all the reasons we do it. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, just thank you for such a gorgeous book. Um, 
ladies, it's literally like a hundred dollars book, but it's not, it's $35. It's well worth the money and it's so inspirational and uh, it'd be a great Christmas gift, birthday gift, gift to yourself. Like it's, it's really, really well done. So, um, yeah. Any, any parting thoughts, Chris, or anything else you want to share about this book or maybe some next projects you have coming up? You know, um, number one, I appreciate the the gratitude and the opportunity. Um, it's, it's, it's wild in this new, uh, new era we're in right now. And, and I know some industries keep chucking normal and others are effectively shut down. Um, you know, our, our, our next projects are, are, uh, kind of finding the next day of, of where to, where to head, head along. Um, but this is every time I get to talk about the book is, is really, um, kind of resets my day in a positive way. And, um, I was, it was actually the last thing I'll say is with Abingdon, uh, I, she was working on a, a little side project of, of just, she chose one profile a day. Cause it's kind of, you know, mm-hmm. it's the way it's broken up with 50 stories, 50, 56 stories. I think, um, it just, it's, it's, uh, it's digestible in a way and impactful in a cool, like this is a daily, a good daily, daily read for a while. So maybe that's the yeah, Maybe it's a fantastic a coffee table book. <laughs> like, you know, sometimes yeah. you buy them and they're beautiful and you kind of, you skim through them quickly, like design yeah. books and stuff. But this is like literally a coffee table book that you could put on your table for years and read yourself. And then when people come over, um, it's just beautifully done. And it's it's honestly for myself, it's like the first, I mean, I'm not in the book, but I feel like I, it's the first time like I felt recognized and seen. I was like, that's me right? That's exactly what I'm like. So I just love that you did it. (laughs) So um, thanks so much. And anytime you want to come back on the show with any other future projects, you just let us know. We'd love to have you back. Camille, thank you again for the opportunity. for listening to remodel your life i sure have enjoyed being with you today and if you really like our show we'd love it if you would subscribe through itunes you can always send us feedback through email at camille at remodelyourlifepodcast.com and i'll see you next week thank you for listening to the remodel your life podcast This episode has ended, but your remodeling journey can continue. Head over to RemodelYourLifePodcast.com to access all the resources, tools, and links mentioned in this episode. Until next time, get your hands dirty and create the life you want from the foundation up. And thanks again to Blue Apron. I just love cooking with them and so appreciate their support of my show. (laughs) 